passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So what are you waiting? When I'm slamming in my dancing shoes, asphalt's hot and my knees are bruised. It's a summer, got a lot to prove, can't wait to do it, can you? No! Oh, I'm swaying from side to side, in the neon lights, singing in the Wonder World, got vibes. You're divine for tonight. Sorry, I thought I had a little bit more time there on my hands. I was getting some snoot around my throat. <sighs> um, welcome to Off the Rails. We're going to be here. We'll do a little bit extra because uh, I know I was late. I'm sorry. I don't know what's going on with my body. If it wants to expel its uterine lining or not, it's giving me all these uh, fake cues. So I don't know what's going on. And I, I apologize for running a little bit behind schedule. Um if you'd like to call in and join the conversation, the number is 81390-BUBBA. A lot to talk about today. I kind of want to just stay away from COVID and the vaccine because it's just fucking, 
boring to me now. It's just it's it's old hackneyed news that we talk about time after time after time. So I'm going to try to stay away from that and veer into some other topics, maybe things that are a bit more personal, things that are going on in our personal lives, because people want to know, Blitz. They want to pry us right open and sneak right in, see what the fuck's going on. That felt fun to say. Uh, first, I want to say thank you to Larry Buer's Bueller or Buer? Uh, it's Buer, but Bubba says Bueller. Okay. Larry Buer, sub king, he gifted us with um, some Amazon gift cards. And mm-hmm. that was really fucking nice because Amazon's my favorite place. On and the in case planet. some people didn't know, you know, we use the Bubba vernacular sometimes in place of real words. Yes, we do. And sometimes you don't understand what's going on. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes they're little tiny fine the details. Yes, right. Exactly. I- Ivervectin, you know, whatever it is, um I I don't Idiot know. Servant for one. Um I don't even know how to say armature anymore cuz I say amateur and then I yeah. have to play it back in my head and I'm like, did I say amateur? T- to people who are not part of the Bubba army, just Friends of mine. Well, are you familiar with the whole idiot servant thing that went on Twitter and in the chat room and stuff this morning? No, not this morning. Oh. No. What happened? Well, if you remember yesterday, mm-hmm. Lummy said idiot savant, mm-hmm. which is the correct way to say it. We all know that. We do know that. You corrected him and said idiot servant mm. because that's how Bubba says it. Right. Because that's when we're here. We talk Bubba talk. We do. Well, yesterday on Twitter, Lummy posted that you were wrong and they posted a clip that how wrong you were that you don't it's it's idiot savant not idiot servant. He's actually an idiot. He's just an <laughs> idiot actually. That's what he is. And so a lot of people said, "Yeah, on is wrong. She doesn't even know the real word." And I was like, stupid. "You people, none of you people even understand the that was the joke. That was the joke. And you didn't get it cuz you're <laughs> dumb. Cuz you're not an idiot servant, you're just an idiot. That's what you guys are. Yeah. Um That was the whole joke was that Bubba says idiot servant. Exactly. That's the joke. <laughs> Morons. <laughs> I am super fucking bummed out, though. <laughs> I didn't realize how cool this trip to Fort Walton Beach was going to be. Well, you do hate Fort Walton Beach because you said it sucks and they're no! all right next and all that. I never said that. I believe you did. No, I didn't. Um, I of what I knew of the panhandle as someone who's never been to the panhandle was, you know, I just thought you're basically in Alabama at that point. So maybe I kind of allowed the stereotype I have in my head to bleed over into the panhandle. And I just thought mm, that they maybe bleeding. were a little bit, uh, you know, a little uh, redneckish, a little hillbilly-ish, whatever. That's what I thought. But now that he's kind of detailed the itinerary for the weekend mm-hmm. for you guys, I'm really fucking bummed out that this <laughs> stupid bitch of my friend is getting married. Yeah. Because it sounds really cool. I mean, you really, the, the, the plane is cool. Like that is really cool. But what's even cooler is catered lunch and dinners. Mm -hmm. Mama likes that. Mm -hmm. And I like that a lot. I like getting a little dressed up. I like uh, having a glass of wine, being a classy bitch and getting, and getting a free meal. That's what I'm all about. That is just, that's the, the, the simple pleasures that I enjoy in my life. So I'm really sad that I'm going to miss that. I'm sad. I'm going to miss talking to fans of the show and you know sometimes it's nice to just get a little praise i feel like people that hate me probably won't come out to see me or to see us you know oh, what I they mean? Will, they'll be there all right well and maybe they'll gonna, be there too oh no they're gonna be there and they're gonna like if you were there and they're haters of you they'd be like anna i love you on the show my name is fred not their chat name mm. and then they leave and go home and the next day Talk they're shit. like anna i hate you you suck hey listen i'm not gonna put two and two together because i i don't i try to not look at chat as best i can even though i see it popping up right now mm-hmm. so um i'm really fucking bummed 
uh, that I'm missing that whole thing. And it's kind of like our first big trip as a sh- like an overnight trip as a show and yep. rolling in like rock stars, leaving like rock stars. The fact that there's going to be people picking us up with a, a big SUV. I'm like, that's cool shit. Mm-hmm. That's dope shit. And I'm missing it. Now, I am really excited about my trip to California. Every time I go, it's just like, um, it's kind of like a retreat for me. Like a, to, uh, it's like a, a reset. Yeah, a great reset. It's it's good for my mind, my body, my soul, and I feel like my dad's dream has finally come true. Is I don't really have any friends in San Diego anymore. <laughs> when I first went to Michigan, I mean, I would come home for like three weeks during the winter break, maybe two, and I would be fucking hopping and bopping around. I'd be seeing this friend mm-hmm. and that friend. And I'd do, be doing sleepovers, and I'd be going to the club. One time, I fucking got off a plane. Beep, 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 beep. My friend picked my ass up and we drove straight to a club. I got dressed in the parking lot like a hoe. Mm -hmm. We went out. We got wild. We got crazy. And I rolled up probably at four in the morning at home. Drunk as fuck. Being like, hi, dad. What's up? That's how how my parents uh, said hello to me is I was just fucked up and drunk, which was cute. That was cute at 25. Now I'm 34. Not so cute. Not so fucking cute. So um, I finally don't. I feel like I the last mo of uh, the Mohicans is 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 done. Maybe at least yeah. for a while. So it's my dad's dream. I have zero friends. So now all of my time will be spent with him, which I think he will thoroughly enjoy. That's hopefully. awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really excited about it. It it's it makes the trip more relaxing because when I would go home before, I felt like I had to see everybody and. Mm. You know, back during the uh, Facebook days, I feel like everybody's like, oh, like, and I'd be posting, oh, I'm coming home. And then you get like, you know, 20 people, hey, got to come here, got to come there. And now no one gives a fuck. Everyone's married. Everyone yep. has children, multiple children's children's multiple, multiple things, turns. multiple things, as Lemmy would call them. True. Um, so I'm excited to go back. It's going to be cool for, uh, I got two full days just with my dad. And then I'm heading to a wedding all by my lonesome. Which is going to be an interesting. Um, it's going to be an interesting flex to go. I'm like, do I even try to connect with anyone beforehand? Because they don't give a fuck about me. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna go stand by the bar and and just just stand just be creepy. I guess. Now, I don't know. are you driving back the same day? Or are you staying? Yeah. The night? No, I'm okay. I'm driving there alone. I'm gonna be at this ceremony slash party alone, and I will return alone. So that's the deal with that. I'm a little bit concerned. I feel like I've really, I used to be a lot more confident in doing things by myself, but I've become lazy. So I feel like when I was traveling and I didn't have a choice to approach or be alone or, you know, be brave in that way. Like, okay. I remember there were times where I I was on a train, made loose plans with someone, you know, that I had met maybe the day before that they were going to be at a club or a bar or whatever. And I would just get on a train. And a lot of times, like I had a few times where people just like, I text them the next day and they just wouldn't get back to me. And I'd just be on a transit going to a place that I'm going to have to turn around at. And I was just drinking on a train, hoping that this person would, would be there. Um, and I was getting drunk on the train, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Pre-gaming by myself so that it would be a little less awkward uh, this was in Australia. I was I was living in the suburbs probably for about three weeks before I moved to like the city. And um, my dad had a friend who had a son who was about my age, and I was kind of communicating with him. 
And I just get on this train and I just start drinking and I'm like, I hope that fucker shows up because like, fuck, that's like an hour transit ride to where. And it, and it wasn't just like a train. It's like a train and then a, a bus and then mm-hmm. another train yeah, and yeah. then you got to walk. And it ended up being fine that night. But I just remember like cheersing myself like, oh, here we go. Yeah, no, I, I'm Johnny plans. Now, plans can change. That's fine. But I'm I, I got to have. No, I plans i just don't know if they're gonna follow through on the plans yeah it wasn't you know something like i'll text you and then and then you text them and they're like yeah and then all of a sudden you're on the train and then they don't they just stop you know communicating with you and you have one contact that happened to Mm. me on a cinco de mayo and it was really sad and i cried i cried because i was trying to make friends in australia and it it was like right before my birthday and i remember like getting halfway right before your birthday every year or is that change um, it, that year it was. Okay, okay. That year it was. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. So I, I, I met a bunch of Americans, and um, they said to meet them at a certain place. And then at one point, the contact I had stopped contacting me, but I was like halfway there. So like, what do I do? Do I just keep going, or do I turn around? Mm-hmm. And I just turned around and went home. And the next day, the guy texted me like, "Oh, hey, sorry, like we got too drunk, and you know, oh, whatever." Nice. But what are you doing tonight? And I was just like, "Go fuck yourself." <laughs> yeah. Like I'm done with that. Yeah. So you know. Um, I feel like I've kind of lost that, not ability, because I can do it, but I used to be a lot more gung-ho about it. I used to be like, let's fuck it, like LFG, like let's fucking go. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, I got I got too many friends. I'm not bragging, but I do. And so now it's like, I'm just spoiled. I don't have to go anywhere by myself. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to attend an event by myself. I'm always going to have someone I know. So now to kind of revert back to jobber status where it's just mm-hmm. like, fuck i gotta go to a place by myself and again if it if it's like dinner or something that's fine but if it's like a social event and people know each other and i don't know anybody and i and i can't even like i don't even have a pu- a buddy to like chit chat with like i just gotta be like what do you do like, when you walk into a room with people you don't know and you're just, so hey nobody knows like me my worst nightmare yeah it's pretty bad so we'll <laughs> see we'll see um i have like a I think it's at somebody's house. Okay. So I feel like that is going to look crowded. So I can kind of like be like. Blend in. And I've done that before. I've mm-hmm. waved at people that weren't there. So people think that I know people. I've, I have read I read that. I think it was in the, maybe it was in the game, that book that Brent Neil had. Like, yeah. yeah. Like you like walk in and you like this and then people see you be like, oh, yeah. this person fucking knows people. But I wave at nobody. I don't think I've ever done that. But like I. It's a thing. I get that. Um, I have, I have a new a new hack that um. It's like people that uh, like come out on stage and stuff, and they'll go, "Oh yeah, yeah, hey, you know," and they're not pointing and they're not pointing anyone. Yeah. What's yeah. your new hack? It, my new hack, and it, again, kind of worked this morning actually. Um, do you know who Mel Robbins is? She's great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a self help, mm-hmm. um, growth mindset life coach sort of deal, and you can think it's bullshit and stuff, but she is really fucking good at what she does i think her ted talk may have been the number one or number two viewed ted talk ever uh just broke records she's really awesome has a cool story of you know to the point where she i think was about to go bankrupt had three kids had a job she hated hated herself couldn't get out of bed in the morning and she started this thing called like the five second rule she's like i got it i need to stop hitting the snooze button so uh, I think, uh, f- I don't know if the research is true behind this, but whatever. She's saying that it takes about five seconds for your 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 
your brain to kind of step in and stop you from taking action on something. So it's about five, like you maybe have an idea to do something. Oh, I'm going to get out of bed. And then your brain starts talking out of it. Oh, well, you need sleep. Mm-hmm. And what do you got to do? And who cares? And da, da, da. So she says, if you can get in there before you start justifying why you shouldn't, then you can start making incremental changes in your life. Anyways, she was on a impact theory with yep. our favorite guy, Tom yeah, yeah. Billy, mm-hmm. guy with the ears. Mm-hmm. And she has a new thing where she, every morning she wakes up and she high fives herself in the mirror. Okay. Now, I know that sounds dumb. Yeah, because you got to clean your mirror then. Well, <laughs> and it more than dumb, it just kind of sounds a little sad. Yeah. I'm but like, Did Fuck. you do it? Yeah, I did. It's funny. But she was basically saying that, you know, think think about all the times you've given someone a high five or you've received a high five. Like you feel seen, you feel heard. Mm-hmm. You, it's like a let's go, like awesome job, whatever it is. Or like you got this. Okay. Like all those sorts of things are associated with a high five. Like you never begrudgingly, well, maybe some people do. I don't give a high five or you don't do it when you're in a, like you're like, mm. like you don't do that. So... She said she was going through some hard times, you know, during the pandemic, like all of us, she, she got like a talk show. She was like a talk show host, which I'm like, that's perfect for her, mm-hmm. like helping people and stuff. And then it got canceled after the first season. So she was really fucking bummed about that. Business isn't going as well. She feels like she's not making an impact, you know, whatever. She's starting to spiral downhill again. And she started doing this thing where she high fives herself in the mirror and then she started doing research on the high five, which is you're like, what? Well, who fucking cares? But there's there are neurological things and that get released with, I mean, even something as small as like eye contact or whatever the case may be. So sure. I get it. And um, she's like, yeah, you fucking high five yourself in the morning. It kind of gives you a pep, like, let's fucking get the day. So this morning I wake up, not happy about it. About waking up? Yeah. <laughs> I was really not happy about it this morning. But I get up and I'm like stumble into the bathroom and I like turn on the light and I see myself and I'm like, oh, that's rough. That girl needs a high five. And then I gave myself a high five and it kind of gave me like a baby jolt of energy a little bit. I'm like, I kind of laughed because I'm like, I'm a fucking renaissance woman. But whatever, like we're making it we're making moves like we're trying new things, which I'm all about. And it kind of worked, kind of gave me a jolt of energy. It kind of made me feel like I kind of laughed at myself. And then I'm like, all right, let's, I was like, let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. Put on that mascara and brush them teeth. Let's go. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to start doing that every morning. I did this thing last night. Well, so yesterday I wanted to go to the gym during the day and I didn't. You piece of shit. So I went at night. Oh, okay. Never mind. (laughs) Um. Which I think is a bad idea, by the way, but It wasn't that late though. So I was, it was okay. All right. Well, I got home. Immediately took a shower and I said, "All right, I'm going to sleep." So I do. I did something I don't normally do. I laid in bed, didn't turn on the computer, didn't turn on a TV, sat my phone down on the like away on the charger, and said, "I'm going to just be here until I go to sleep. I'm not doing any because normally I always turn on my computer, go, get on that your computer, please. Yes, get on my. I turn the TV on and on the TV. I put on like YouTube and I just let it go through some stuff." I was like, nope, not doing it. And I I fell asleep within like five minutes. That's fantastic. Within five minutes? I was out. At what time do you think, roughly? It was probably like 10 to 10.30. Okay. That's exactly when I went to bed. And I and like the plan was to go to the gym earlier and do, and do all that at like eight. But it kind of got pushed back. But still, like, I'm okay with... It's an improvement. I'm okay with, like, getting into bed and, like, just going to sleep. Yeah, you gotta you gotta do that. And it was really funny. I was watching another Tom Bilyeu. Okay. 
We do this with the ears because he's got an ear problem. And by ear problem means he has gross ears. But whatever. He's like Dumbo. He is. He's a Tom Bilyeu, if you don't know who he is, he's an American entrepreneur. I think he's from Washington State, like Spokane. I don't know. Somewhere around there. Seattle, maybe. Um, and he came from like kind of like a fat, out of shape family. And people basically told him he was going to amount to nothing. And so um, he just started working um, and he has a really awesome wife who stood behind him the whole time. Mm -hmm. And he created a company called Quest, Quest Nutrition. If you've ever seen like Quest Bars or, you know, if you're into the kind of fitness game even a little bit, it's massive. And now he's a billionaire and he started um, a franchise called Impact Theory. And I'm sure there's, you know, podcasts and stuff, but Mm -hmm. I like to watch it on YouTube. And he has all different types of theories. So he has like health theory. He has a relationship theory, impact theory, you know, all these people who are inspiring, inspirational, um, you know, uh, researchers in their experts in their field whatever so he does a lot of stuff on health and fitness which is kind of what i like to learn about Mm -hmm. one of the things i like to learn about the most just because it affects my life i like biohacks i like the dave asprey you know um bulletproof coffee guy Mm -hmm. i like shit like that where it's like you can i like tricking my brain because your brain tricks us and then to be like oh actually fuck you brain even though it's all the same obviously it's we're all using our brain but to kind of be like oh okay i was watching an interesting um, an interesting episode with a guy named, I think it's Andrew Huberman. I think that's his name, but he does a lot. He's a neuroscientist and he does a lot with dopamine. Okay. And we talk about dopamine like kind of loosely, but dude, we are all junkies for dopamine. Of course. Like it drives a lot. I mean, I would say like sex and reproduction, but dopamine is involved in that too. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck, like if you can kind of crack the code to get as many, and I don't want to just say hits of dopamine because, because hits are pretty transient, but kind of keep, here's the thing that he said that was really interesting that we all kind of know, but he like really broke it down is that like the pain and pleasure, um, like feedback loops or systems you they're they're binary opposites obviously but you really can't e- experience a lot of dopamine or like a rise of dopamine if you don't experience like pain as well Bo- yeah both because if you're always just get and that's why he said something about like the children of rich kids i think what he gave some stat about how they're really fucking depressed because they've never really had to suffer through anything mm-hmm so they're almost kind of like numb to like like dopamine hits and stuff because nothing like they're impressed by nothing. I've literally talked about this before, not using any sort of dopamine right. uh, or neuroscience research to back up my claim. But even in the few things that I've experienced that were really cool at the beginning, they all fade away. The beach house gets old. The oh, high rise gets old after a certain point. It's just home. Mm-hmm. I remember the first time, like one of the guys I dated lived in a, like a high rise on the 18th floor. And the first time I saw where he lived, I was literally believe it. You're not gonna believe this. I was like, a, like almost like a kid in a playground. Really? Yeah. Like, like, a, like a kid. Yeah. Like a little baby oh, kid. Wow. Um, he took me to the top at, at the very top. There was a pool like above the 18th floor, like on the rooftop and there was a gym and the gym had like 
three walls were just glass and you could mm-hmm. see like the city of St. Pete, the bay, and you could be like running and just like overlooking everything. Right. And I remember seeing it in like morning light and it was fucking stunning. And I was like, I was like, oh my God, you live here. Fast forward like six, seven months. It's like, all right, I'm going to the gym and you just go and you see it. And mm-hmm. You're like, yeah, dude, whatever. Mm-hmm. Just, just. And I just think back to like when I first saw it, like how excited I was. And the only thing that could get me back to that place of excitement was when I would bring a friend right. and show them and they were like, whoa, what the fuck? Yep. And then I would go, oh yeah, this place is actually really cool. Mm-hmm. And so you start to realize that you become numb to everything. That's why like rich people had to like, oh, they're always buying like new cars and driving them dangerously because like the million dollar car you have gets, gets old, old after just a your, few, yeah. It's your, just your car. Yeah. So, and I've said this before to you and other people that I wouldn't want to be so rich and so wealthy um, that nothing is cool anymore. And people are like, oh, no, shut the fuck up. That's, bu-. I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, these mm-hmm. people aren't happy. These people, because even, I mean, Dan's rich, but he's not like Elon Musk rich or something, right, you know? Right, right. So there's still room to grow, but when you're so fucking rich, like you're Beyonce rich, like you don't have to work a day in your life, you mm-hmm. don't, and and forget about being the person that made the money, like think about that person's kid. Right. It's like, why ever and get a job? And that's all they've ever known. That's all they've ever known. So nothing is cool. Nothing is exciting. Like I think about Dan Bilzerian, for example. Mm-hmm. He's got fuck you money for sure, but he's not like the richest person on the planet. Not even close. But he, imagine always eating at the best restaurants or mm-hmm. having food by the best chefs, going to the most beautiful places, um, having sex with the most beautiful women. After a while, that's just Tuesday. Like that's just fucking right. what I do. And then they have to do, like you were saying, more crazy shit. Then he has to start bringing out the guns and blowing shit up in like yeah. the the fucking desert. What what's the the Moab de- whatever mm-hmm. it is? Like he has to go there and start fucking blowing shit up. Then he have to start doing crazy amounts of drugs. Like you just need more and more and more to experience the same high because everything just becomes dull. Mm-hmm. So this Andrew Huberman guy was talking about you know that the kind of seesaw effect of you know, pain versus pleasure. And he was talking about, he's like, have you ever been like looking through your phone? Like at first you're getting like dopamine hits or whatever, looking at cool content. But then after a while you're just scrolling mindlessly and it doesn't even feel good anymore. Like you're like, why am I even doing this? Like I don't even, I do that all, I hate to say it, but more frequently than I would like to admit where Mm -hmm. I'm looking through something. And the reason why I'm doing it is I'm trying to delay something that I don't want to do after. Like I have to get ready for the gym. That's yep. And I just, and I'm like, I don't even like this. I'm scrolling. I'm like, well, I don't even, this is so fucking boring, stupid. There's, there's, yeah. There's one game on my phone that I play and I've played it for years. It's only one. And, but like you can get in and like play a game in like three minutes and just be done. So it's like a good like toilet game or whatever. But like, I basically use that to like waste time. And the past couple years I've played it. I'm like, I hate this stupid game. And every day I play it. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even feel good anymore, no. um, and you don't even know why you're doing it. Um, so that was interesting because I'm like, fuck, yeah, that does happen to me. Why am I doing something that doesn't even feel good anymore? And he basically said, if you take a break, you go do something else, you mm-hmm. come back, you'll start getting those hits again, the dopamine hits. He also said something interesting about um, that dopamine is Actually, I don't know if he said isn't or is mostly. It's not really associated with like the end celebration of something. 
He goes, it's really connected to craving, desire, and wanting something. So, like, people are getting, so, for example, if you're an entrepreneur or something like that, you're getting dopamine hits, maybe not when you hit that goal, but on your road to hit that goal. Like, you're getting momentum, you're working on a project, that's giving you excitement because you're thinking about, this is going to be so cool when we launch it. Right. This is going to be so fucking cool when we launch it. But actually, you said, like, the celebration, the win, the big finale, if you will, is mostly associated, more socially associated with, like, opiates. I guess okay. like I guess it's more of like a, a sedative thing. I don't know. That that was kind of what he was saying. So, he was talking about all these like tr- these tricks to try to get your brain to experience these highs without actually, you know, instead of getting into um a rut of depression or how do I just to have a happier, more ex- like exciting, um thrilling and more pleasant life, I suppose. So that was interesting stuff. If you're interested in uh, dopamine and how it affects the body, check out Andrew Huberman. He was doing a lot of work on that. Yeah, or just do drugs. Yeah, but he said that he said that it's actually really dangerous to get dopamine hits from things that aren't associated with hard work or uh, well, the pursuing of something. Well, duh. <laughs> yeah, but so uh, not just drugs though, but anything from like uh, like food even. Right. Um, you know, with like working out, I was thinking about the, I don't know if you actually get a dopamine hit. I'm sure you do. I know endorphins course through your body, but just the satisfaction you feel after you've completed a hard workout where you're like, this feels good, but it also feels good to know I did something hard or Mm -hmm. something I didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. And then you feel like more apt to reward yourself with other stuff or you're just proud of yourself. And like, that's something that you really can't just manufacture in a pill. Or something like that. So, um, yeah, I did not. I did not want to go to the gym today. My body just felt weak as fuck. Ooh, who's this? Anahomol's my soulmate. Five hundred bits. Thank you. Um, I felt weak as fuck. I didn't want to go, and I certainly didn't. It was not like a fantastic workout. But yesterday, you mean? Yeah, yesterday. But what I usually don't do, which I did yesterday, is I gave myself a lot of props for going. Because I was like, I really fucking don't want to go. Okay. I really, like, I was just like, I really don't want to go. I really feel weak. I feel achy, obviously, because I'm going to, you know, start uh, laying eggs. But I fucking went, and I, I did it. I didn't do, you know, the best I've ever done, but I went, and it was good, and I broke a sweat. And I was like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you didn't, you really didn't want to go, and you didn't bitch out. Right. And... I would say the number one thing over the years that has probably been the greatest attribute I've probably ever acquired is just discipline. Oh yeah. Which is something you cannot it it takes years and years and years to build up discipline. Mm-hmm. And people ask me sometimes about like motivation. They're like, "How are you always made, motivated to go?" I'm like, "I'm not." But right. why do you go? It's like cuz that's just what the fuck I do. Yeah, you have you, that's what you do. That's just who the fuck I am, and it's what the fuck I do. And when I don't want to do it, I sometimes I have to kind of bitch myself out a little bit. I go, what are you, afraid? Mm-hmm. That's what I say. I'm like, what are you, afraid? Mm-hmm. Are you afraid of pain? Because you're a little bitch boy, girl, whatever, baby. <laughs> 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 and then that's kind of how I get myself. I go, yeah, I was like, well, this is what we do. And then I high-five myself in the mirror, and then I get to going. But mm. that's something that takes years and years that a lot of people just are not willing to do but you really have to kind of catch yourself in that in that loop when you start when you start realizing you're justifying like yep. oh, da, 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 da. 
every once in a while I give into that because I go, okay, I worked out six days in a row or five or whatever, something mm-hmm. crazy, and I go, look, you actually do need a break. Right. But if that happens multiple days in a row, like, that can't happen. You just have to say, I'm, this is what we do. We have to get up and go. Yeah, yeah. So. Well, good. Yeah, that's just how I feel about that. 81390-Bubba. We'll take a phone call before we move on. Hello. Welcome to the program. Who's this? Hey, this is uh, Scott from Delaware. Hey, Blitz. Hey, Anna. How you doing? Hi. Uh, I'm digging it. I, I called for something else, but I'm kind of digging this um, discussion about the dopamine and all that stuff and yeah. working out. Um, <clears throat> case in point, like Blitz, I think he was a lot bigger before. And uh, I'm, I'm long-time Bub Army, but uh, I've, I've nutritionally, I have uh, made the difference. I've lost like almost 40 and awesome. like I'm, awesome. I'm in my 220s from 270 just like five months ago. Sweet. And uh, but I don't have I'm you know I'm FTE I'm over the road, so I notice I still man if I climb a hill or something I'm out of breath so I got to get my ass moving. Everything has just been nutritional. Okay. But um, I was thinking about I, I've never worked out in my life. What those row machines? They say that. That works out like that that hydro or whatever. Does it work out like eighty percent? Like, would that get me where I need to be? Anything know, is better than it? nothing. So if you're doing nothing now, I, get I to mean, rowing. Do you, do you have time to like walk every day? Um. Yeah. I, Start it, it, there. Being in a truck. Being yeah. That, and so that's and that's exactly what my doc said. Yeah. You know. How so old are all you? the numbers are looking good. I'm 52. Okay, great. And you said you've you've never really worked out in a gym. Did you ever play sports as a kid or anything like that? No, no kids. And, okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's it's long hours in this truck, and uh, sure. You know, that's that's really been my downfall. Yeah. And that government's Do- cracking down on drivers that are. You know, it's getting well. They have to. I mean, these guys are dropping out of, of heart attacks. Yeah, with an eighty thousand pound. Yeah, thing going down the road. But anyway, it it it, it encouraged me. Great discussion. Yeah. My, so my, uh, my my advice is just every single day. I mean, you know, if you need to take a day or two off or whatever, that's fine. But yeah, you know, get just go for a walk. Like thirty minutes. Yeah, like twenty thirty yeah. minutes, and then build yourself up. You know, if you can get to like an hour, that's great. You know, just get your. Just get that the going. The body every day. wants to move. Yep. It wants to move because yeah. it was meant to move. And, and, you know and you know what? There's no excuse because while I'm getting loaded, while I'm getting unloaded, I can certainly work walk around these plants. So yep. yeah, it's on me. Do it, and then but, and then uh, you know, find find a gym that you can go to on the road. You know, I don't. Are you all over the country? Are you in a? Are you local or what? I'm pretty much regional here in Delaware, but there's Planet Fitnesses all there, over. I mean, ten yeah. bucks a month. What the hell? You know? yeah, yeah, there absolutely. you go. Do do that, you know, and get just go there every now and then and do you know start out small. Yeah. Don't go crazy because I see a lot of people that join a gym and they'll fucking be like, oh well, I need to start lifting 200 pounds and do this, and then they hurt themselves or they you know, they, they get, days, they get too sore and then they're like, fuck this, this is stupid. And who cares? Yeah, I think who I cares? Work on like cardio. Absolutely. And then who cares what people yeah. fucking think if you're just fucking lifting the bar, man? Who gives a shit? Yeah. Just do yeah, it. Yeah, that's awesome. I think you guys are, I mean, the, the show really has, you know, I, I spoke to you guys a while, but um, Anna, you were big in this show. You, you oh, thanks. It. And the reason I was calling, because I was thinking about you yesterday when Hatley was in there. Yeah. Um, 
I couldn't watch on Twitch, of course, I'm going down the road. Sure. But I figure you must have been shrieking because I don't think you've been, I mean, you've seen some of what Bubba was up to in the past years, but here this girl's talking about kicking it wide and this and that. And, you know, I could just imagine you just like, what What the hell's going it's, on It's here? like my inverse. <laughs> I was worried about you. No, I, I was good. It was like my inverse life almost, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, and again, I fully support whatever anybody, yeah. what they want to do, as Absolutely. long as they're not hurting anybody, you know, more power to you. But yes, we live pretty much inverted lives where I'm, you know, I, here's the thing. I don't consider myself like a conservative person in the sense that like, I, oh, like I'm clutching my pearls when you talk about yeah, your dick. No, no. Like, no. But when it comes to like right. my own sexual life i'm very conservative i'm Mm -hmm. very reserved and then to meet the opposite of that is it's just like kind of a wild life to me you know how cavalier they are about things that i'm like oh sex is precious to me and she's like i'll fuck a guy in a wheelchair i don't even know his name like no big deal so that's just it's just interesting to me well that's awesome and that's why i say you get it because i mean that is so awesome and um I, I can't be there this year because I've not laid it down, but I will. And, um, you know, because I'm all about this. Yeah, it gets me through my day. It's Awesome. awesome. That's great you to know, hear. It. It's a lot of content. And, um, Good. Well, that's what we're here hey, for. Hey, man, congrats on eating, hap- or eating healthier and you know, like, get, get your fucking lazy ass out and do some walking. <laughs> well, dude, Bliss, great to talk to you guys. Have a great <laughs> All right. See have Scott. a good one. Isn't it? You're like a you're like a fitness guru now. Does that feel? I am a, I'm that a feel huge good? fitness guru. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it does actually. Because like two years, where were you at your heaviest? Like two years ago. Uh, yeah, maybe two years ago. Yeah. So no one was asking you for fitness advice no. like two years ago. Uh, no. Nor should they have. Yeah, I would even say like probably a year ago. Probably not. Probably. In That's the- when you kind of started getting. Yeah. You know, getting shit together. Because I remember when I first started, which was in June of last year, people were bringing like Chick Fil A and Burger King, and you were you were out there. You know, uh, yeah, I was uh, never going crazy for that stuff, but yeah, I would eat it. Yeah, you would you would definitely eat it. I remember like you, Seth, and and Bubba and Caveman. Yeah, Caveman. When I first started here, Caveman was fucking huge. Yeah, that was Holy when you first shit. started. It was probably his the biggest he's ever been. By I far. mean, I was working with like four massive men. Yeah. Massive Tall, big, wide, yeah. huge, Bubba, mm-hmm. Lummy, Blitz, Cave. I'm like, what the fuck did I walk into? <laughs> has, has anyone seen a, like a, a the shred of of spinach in their life in this building? And what these the fuck? Fuckers have their own gym. Yeah, and, they, and they, he's like, I got a gym. I'm like, what? Do you have a picnic there every day? What the fuck are you doing? This is wild. Who the fuck is Jim? Even Seth was kind of fat from when I had seen him last. So yeah. I'm like, Jesus, everyone is just massive. What's yeah. going on? And then all of a sudden, it, I mean, well. Maybe not with some people, but with you, certainly, and with Caveman, yeah. uh, Bob Armand Grunt, 214, thank you. Um, massive I- improvements. Like, if I can even, uh, yeah, I mean, I hope this doesn't hurt your feelings, but I remember people talking about your tits when I first started working here. Yeah. Yeah. I they were rem- nice. Yeah, yeah, people were like, oh, bitch, is, uh, Blitz got tits. And I was just like, he does? And then I was like, uh, a little. Like, <laughs> I remember sometimes, like, oh, it's, like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I've seen a lot worse. Yeah. Um, you ain't got tits no more, man. Mm-mm. No more titties. So that's good. Maybe gone. Um, and I think it's funny because like people, what I realized um, is people want to hear fitness advice more from from you or people like you than people like me. 
That's what I realized. And not men versus women. That's not what I'm saying. But people want to hear it from people who were really big and right. then lost the weight. They don't give a fuck about people who always kind of kept it together. Well, I, because I, yeah. I, I, I know you work hard on it, but like they don't see that and they just figure, oh, you just, you do, you do what you want. You're just, that's, you're just, you're just we, built that way. It's like, we're well, always, no, we're but... always watching you eat on camera. So you could just do what you want and like, you'll stay skinny. I'm not very relatable. Right. right. But you are. Cause people, you know, I feel like a lot of the bub army has had issues with their weight at some point in their life. And like everyone has said, including us, like probably 90% of it is diet. If that's true. It really is. But, I mean, you got to fucking move your body. People are so averse to that. Mm -hmm. It it drives me crazy. But, again, I was very, very lucky where I grew up in a home where, it's funny, we didn't watch sports, but we did play them, which I think is probably the better of the two to have. You know, hey, like, I was in, my parents did not, they wanted to see me as little as possible. They're Mm -hmm. like, bitch, you're in soccer. I don't like, okay, well, now you're in T-ball. Well, I don't like, now you're in track and field. Well, I don't like it. Okay, well, now you're in dance. Mm -hmm. Now you're in dance. And now you're doing a musical. I'm like, but I don't think they're like, we don't care. Get out of our fucking face. Mm -hmm. But that was really helpful because it, you know, you, you try different things. You're active. You have a community of whatever. You have a a goal you're working towards. Like dance was probably the best thing that ever happened to me as a kid. Mm Mm-hmm. It was great. It was first off, my mom owned a dance studio. So in order to have a relationship with my mother, I had to be doing tap dance. I had to do the time step. Um, but and it was great exercise. And it also just built confidence because I'm like, oh, I'm a dancer. Like, uh, that's what I fuck. I'm a dancer. Ugh. Um, And then I got to do dance in high school and college, which was really cool. And, um, you know, you go to co- competitions around the country. And it was just cool to be part of that community. Uh, I don't know if, if guys thought it was any more or less hot. I don't think it really helped me. If, they're, if they no. wanted to fuck you, they'd want to fuck you. They didn't care if you were a dancer or not. Don't care. Yeah, but I mean, but when I would tell guys that, they would be like, oh, I, and the first thing, what's the first thing on the mind? I'm a dancer. What's the first thing on your mind? You're a guy. Uh, you're very flexible. Boom. Nailed it. That's ex- 100%. They'd be like, oh, so you can do like the splits and stuff. I'm like, not on your dick, you said Jimmy. I'm a. You said, I'm a dancer. I'm not a fucking gymnast. Well, no, the dances are still pretty flexible, but, and obviously I'd be like, not that kind of dance, not a stripper, not a hoe. Oh, so you don't dance on a pole? No, I don't dance on a pole. Although like, and I've said this before, I wanted, I wanted people to think I was a slut Mm -hmm. because I thought sluts were cool because I, I don't know, I thought like Bubba or something. (laughs) I just thought, I'm like, man. I, you know what it was? I just thought being a virgin was like, I was a fucking weirdo. Turns out I am a weirdo, but I didn't want everybody to know that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would, you know, kind of go into the whole, like, I can get laid. It's, I'm choosing not. They're like, we don't care. Shut up. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up. So yeah. I would just make out. That was my, my beard. You know, some people who are gay have beards, you know, that are women. My beard was just making out with a lot of dudes and people would think I was a slut. Oh, okay. And I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm like, I got that virgin thing. You know, no one no one knows, no one thinks. Because you don't really think virgin, you know, and you see this girl like who's just aggressively mm-hmm. making out with different guys every week. <clears throat> You're like, she must be a fucking hoe. Turns out, no, just to make out of That was me. That was my thing for like, uh, I don't know, five years of my life, something like that. Let's take this call. Hello, who's this? Trick me, Ashley. Tricky! What's up? <laughs> I didn't even call in about the weight thing, but I guess it was appropriate. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, Get out and walk, you? bitch! Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm super excited to I see you at Barb. It's gonna I be fun. I have a present for you too. I love presents. 
I know you do. Um, I was actually calling because, so yesterday, I'm one of my friends I went to school with, uh, well, no, first of all, let me rewind. I remember a couple of shows ago where you were talking about, like, this mantra you had in your head where you'd, like, be in your head and be like, shut the fuck up, Anna, just shut the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, yes, I do that every okay. day. Well, yeah. I that's, started that's always in my that. head, too. <laughs> he says it out <laughs> well, loud, I started though. doing that. I'm sure people say it yeah. all the time in chat to me as well, but whatever. I told my mother about it, and <laughs> so now she started telling me to shut the fuck up when I get in my head. And it's a little different when it comes to me around, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's in, yeah, it, it works. But, um, so anyways, this friend that I went to elementary through high school with, he had to start a TikTok page that's literally called at not Brian laundry because he looks exactly oh, like Brian laundry. Fuck. Can I DM you the picture? Yes, you can. You will fucking die. He looks exactly like him. <laughs> he, like his, he had to, like he has videos of him doing doing laundry and um it's just it was fucking wild when she sent it to me i about died so i'll dm it to you because i think it's just yeah dm you, it to me that sucks like, yeah. that fucker needs to go buy a white minivan immediately and just drive around in it yeah it's he like, looks exactly like him like it was it was just it was, yeah it was crazy i became him here so um i'll send you that but i just wanted to call in and say hi i'm super excited to be at barb i know awesome let me ask you this and i know what the answer is have you ever have you already thought about what you're gonna wear oh my god so much yeah (laughs) i know i was thinking about that too i'm like what the fuck i gotta be i gotta get it together i I need to i need to pop a little bit because i always look like shit and i can't help it well i mean i can't go shopping on amazon together Amazon is my favorite place. It's it is and it, and it's so it's dumb because it's like yeah everybody uses Amazon who cares but when you really think about the concept that you don't have to go anywhere you don't have to see any crowds you don't have to go through any oh, racks man. of clothes and then if it doesn't fit you just literally send it right back and they give you your money back mm-hmm. almost immediately like that's so fucking awesome. Yeah. I ordered some shit yeah. last night at about seven o'clock at night right before I went to the gym and it's already sitting at my house. Isn't that incredible? It's exactly what you want. You don't have to drive anywhere. You don't have to talk to anybody. It's just, it's just so great. It's just so great. It's just, it's the dream. Yep. It really is the fucking dream. But yeah. Right. Well, on that note, um, I'm waiting for the DM so wanna... I can see what this guy looks like. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Um, no rush. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll just yeah, hurry up. up. All right. All right. All right. I'm going. Bye. All right. Bye, it. girlfriend. Um, I am going to Gasparilla Music Festival tomorrow. That'll be, that'll be fun. Yes, but maybe no. I oh, am, here we go. and I know I keep bringing this up, but it affects my whole life. Is you know that laying eggs thing? Oh, nice. I'm a little <laughs> bit concerned because when it's bad with me, like if I'm in pain, I I'm I'm incapacitated. Like I'm, uh, you know, in the fetal position kind of thing. Mm. So to think that I will be out with thousands of people in the hot sun and I could be in in pain like that's not a good place to be I've had a few of those situations in my life and I file that under like the probably the worst the worst ever um I think the worst ever was uh first of all I was probably 14 at Catalina Island with my parents and I was started aggressively bleeding and I couldn't move and do anything and my sister was like let's go out I'm like shut up stupid um that was really bad and then there was a situation in Detroit the uh, Grand Prix. Uh, the we Grand a- Prix? Grand Prix. The McCulligan. Um, when I was working in Detroit with WRIF 101.1, Dave and Chuck the Freak, I had never heard of the Grand Prix before. Oh, no. 
And I kept seeing, you know, it, it on all of our work schedules about, you know, the Grand Prix, Grand Prix. So I go to up to my coworker, Rick, and um, I go, so we're meeting here. What is it like? Uh, I think I was like, we're meeting here at like 6 a.m. for the Grand Prix. And oh, he said, what? No. And I go, yeah, um, the grand, uh, the there's a big weekend coming up, buddy. It's like cars and stuff. I'm like schooling him. I'm like the Grand Prix, you know? And he goes, uh, what did you just say? And I'm like, dude, where the fuck have you been? It's mm-hmm. all over the schedule. It's a three-day event. We have to take the box truck out there. We're going to have three tents of just rift stuff. The Grand Pricks. And he goes, he just starts laughing. He goes, you are so fucking stupid. No, he didn't say that. But he just started laughing. He goes, that's not what it's called. And I go, what are you talking about? He goes, it's the Grand Prix. I'm like, but there's a fucking X at the end of that. It's not P-R-E-E, the Grand Prix. It's Grand Prix. And he's like, I don't know, dude. It's fucking French, but it's the Grand Prix. And I'm like, oh, my God. I've just been walking around talking about the Grand Prix for weeks, and no one said anything to me. The cars yeah. all have chesses. Yeah, they do. It was the fucking worst. And I went there, and um, I ended up getting my period, and I was stuck there for, like, 14 hours. Like, And mm. then I remember at the end of the day, we, someone locked the keys in the car. Oh, no. And nice. I think that was the first time in my life where I ever started um, laughing, and then I just started, that turned into a cry. And I was totally right. sober. Like, that's happened to me on shrooms before. That's never happened to me sober before, where I was just like, <laughs> and then, like, actually crying. Someone's like, Are you crying now? You go, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What's going on? But it was oh fucking God. awful. And it was one of those things where it's like, we had to take this to go to here and here to go to there and there to. It was just a fucking mess. Those were that was probably the worst, one of the worst years of my life working for WREF. I almost mm. quit radio. I was just like, what? Hanging banners on opening day, like which is in the middle of March. It was below freezing probably, and I'm hanging banners. WREF, fucking who gives opening a shit? Day of what? Uh, baseball. Okay, okay. Um, and ha- hanging them over the overpass at like three thirty in the morning in Detroit before the morning show, before Dave and Chuck would have to go on it either 5.30 or 6. Mm-hmm. And I just remember, um, I remember the coworker, his face and everything. I don't remember his name, Brian, maybe, who cares? And he, he was just, I, I was like, I think I'm going to just, like, I, I fucking hate this. Is this radio? Like, I can't do this. I want to talk into a mic. I don't want to hang fucking banners. But it was just kind of what you had to do to <laughs> get to the next step. And I'm really glad I stuck it out because now I'm here and everything's great. Everything is great. Yeah, we're glad. Very glad. Fuck you. What? But let me tell you how glad I am that I made that tweet last year. <laughs> God works in mysterious ways, assholes. Holy shit. It's really not good over there. And I'm not really saying anything that people don't know about. Mm-hmm. Um, my contacts over there uh, have spoken about this. At least it will be public on Sunday when uh, the podcast drops that I did with my buddy Will, who I used to work with, um, who's one of my best friends, if not my best friend. But he's he's going through a, a rough time right now. Um, hours have been cut, and um, he doesn't know what to do. And it's one of those things, and we talk about this a lot, where maybe you're not making the kind of money that you want, but you love the job so much that you don't want to quit. Mm-hmm. And you feel like it's that sunk cost fallacy thing where you've put so much in that you feel like to quit now would all that time you put in was would a waste. be for nothing. It would yeah. be in vain and you can't have that happen. It's kind of like the Afghanistan thing. Like, Oh, we've already yeah. lost this many lives. We're not going to just pull out now and have those. It's for nothing. like when you're down on gambling, 
Yeah. Keep like, throwing money and hoping throwing, one day it'll turn around and, and it rarely, go in your favor. Rarely ever does. Rarely ever does. So, I mean, I certainly was feeling that um, probably about two, what was 2019? Yeah. So about two years, a little over two years ago when I was like, Cal to got resigned, I go, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere here. Mm-hmm. I got to get the fuck out of here in some way. And that's when I really started, you know, reaching. It's funny because like, that's when I really started making like moves and going to interviews yeah. and whatever but it's funny that none of those panned out and i just ended up canceling myself like i <laughs> fucked i just fucked myself out and into a new job Isn't like it's, it is just so bizarre that all like that networking and all the interviews mm-hmm. that i went to and all the pds i talked to on the phone that's not what led me anywhere i just ended up making a dumb tweet and getting fired yep. which ended up being and it's just one of those things where it's just such a such a small act and then just has uh, absolutely insanely monumental effects like Mm -hmm. it's crazy so thankful it happened but it seems like they're like trying to phase people out seems like it's just going to be that six to six block is what they're trying to reduce it to and it's almost like they're making it so unpleasant for the people that aren't making it that they quit themselves Mm mm-hmm like, I don't know why they would... I guess it's because they're not really burning a, a hole in the company's pocket. So they're like, we don't have to fire you. Like, live program is is great. But when your boss tells you, like, you know, hey, we're cutting your hours, and then right after says, hey, if you want to quit, like, I totally understand. Yeah, that's that's like... Does hey, anything make you feel less, like, that's useful? A, that's a, hey, we don't want you here. But you're so insignificant to the company that if you want to stay, like, we don't really... We, we could totally afford you. Yeah. Like, we know, whatever. And then you're matter. like, hey, can I put that extra hour in for, for prep, all that prep I did, and I edited all the clips in the production? Uh, nope. No. Nope. Nope. Sorry, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, feel free to log your your whatever hours. And that's not to say that, you know, the people there that have been cut, the reduced hours, say, aren't grateful. Like, Of course. It's one of those things where you're like, well, you should just be fucking grateful because most people don't even make it this far. And it's like, how many times do I have to fucking hear that? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah, but I've also been doing this for, at least for me, I mean, I'm nowhere near Bubba, but like, I've been doing it for five years now. So don't fucking tell me like, you should just be grateful to be fucking part time. You can't call your power company and be like, look, I know I can't pay you, but I'm really grateful to to, for my job. (laughs) But, but I mean, I can't pay you. So if you, if you'd be grateful enough to keep my power on without paying, that'd be great. I yeah, mean, it's just being grateful doesn't pay bills. Uh-uh. It really doesn't. So I I feel really really bad, and it was funny because, you know, I I I was the one that thought my career was over. Like I thought mm-hmm. it was the end of the road. Mm-hmm. Like I know the direction that radio is going, and it's going nowhere good. We talk about it a lot, obviously, because it's on our mind. But um, it's really scary to see you know to the people that ended up staying and and the and what they're dealing with. And radio itself sucks. The, yeah. The, the business. Yeah, it, it sucks. It's really hard and um, it's getting even harder because it's a, it's a dying industry and there's only a few, um, there's a, like the last of the Samurais are kind of still there, but that's pretty much it. They're not bringing anybody new in. It seems like, like there's going to be Ryan Seacrest in 50 states. That's like the direction it's going. It's like we got Steve Harvey, we got Ryan Seacrest and Elvis. What's his name? Duran. Mm-hmm. Like those are like big names. The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God, who I fucking hate, by the way. He, I fucking hate him. And it's to the point now where I am almost mad at Andrew Schultz. 
I forget who I was talking to the other day, and they're like, oh, yeah, really? I like him. Oh, I think I know who it was. Um, He's so fucking racist. Like, he is one of the most racist people out there. Um, I was sent a video of, of his, I think he did on Comedy Central. First off, he's not a comedian. No. He's hardly funny. Hardly funny. And he did, it was shocking what he put together. Like, I think it was called the crackification of America. And he's just shitting on white people the whole time. And mm. it's like... Dude, this is some fucking racist ass bullshit. And he's talking about, you know, reparations and, you know, when what Germany did, the Nazis did, they, uh, you know, gave to the Jews and they gave a lot of stuff to Israel, which is true. They have chilled like children, German children, like cleaning up grave sites of of like Jews that were murdered during the Holocaust. Okay, and it, but again, it's like at, at at what point? Like these children that are born now had nothing to do with the Nazi Party of the forties, right. the thirties and forties. Like mm. they had nothing to do with it. So do we have to fucking punish these people who had nothing to do with murdering Jews? And I talked to my friend in Germany. I was like, "What's this? What's the situation there with like, you know? Do they try to? Do they not talk about the history? Like, in, my friend used to live in Germany. She doesn't mm. anymore. She moved to Australia, which used to be an upgrade, not well, so much anymore. But like very recently." Yes, a month ago. Yeah, it wasn't like years ago. They no, lived in a month ago. Yeah, a month ago. She came to Australia, I'm saying. But they were in right, Germany right. for uh, many, many years. And I asked her, I was like, what's the situation there? Do they try to hide it? Do they not really talk about it? She goes, no, 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 no. It's the exact opposite. They have like, if there's like a building, like just an office building or something, they'll have like a placard that said the Gestapo like picked up Jews here. Like they're trying to remind everybody hmm. like how horrible that was. And they have a lot of um, swastikas everywhere. <laughs> no, like oh, oh. there's a lot of like repentance. Is that the word I'm yeah, looking for? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're always trying to like repent for what sure. they have done, and um, it's it's out in the open, and the Germans feel fucking terrible about it. Um, and they interviewed this like little German girl and she's like, yeah, it's really bad, but you know, I'm, I'm proud of the country for turning it around. And so it's like, how do you even be proud of your heritage, but also disgusted by your heritage at the, you know, in the same breath? I don't know. Well, it's the Nazi heritage versus the, versus the German heritage. Yeah, sure. I mean... And not every German was part of the Nazi party, but a right. lot of them were just like complicit. A lot of them were like turning Jews in because they were scared themselves sure. that they were kind of like with the vaccine thing, not obviously as extreme, not yet anyways. But, you know, instead of the government going after you, you just turn in your neighbor and then it's like, oh, OK, so you're an ally with the Nazi party, even if right. you're not in the Nazi party. Same sort of thing. But yeah, Charlemagne the God is a He's a fucking joke, dude. He's mm-hmm. a racist motherfucker. Don't get it twisted. Don't think that like I had someone say this, like a friend say this the other day, like, oh, you can't be racist. Like you're you're Jewish. Like a good friend of mine said that. What? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was fucking it was awkward. She's like, Yeah, well, you know, you're like you're Jewish and you're I'm like, okay, all right. I just <laughs> I don't even know where to go. I don't know I don't understand why we hate white people so like why does it matter you should hate a person not a people exactly you, you can i can hate charlemagne the god that doesn't mean i hate black people i can mm-hmm. hate yo bill cosby doesn't mean i hate black people well that's but... like you know people that didn't like obama well you're a racist well no i didn't like his policies doesn't matter it's you're just... racist that has nothing to do with it you're just stupid. You're just, you're dumb and you can't think past your nose. It's really, it's really quite sad. It's really pathetic. Bob, we got 314. Thank you. Hello, who's this? What's up? 
Hey guys, sorry to bother you. Distract me. No, I it's wanted, I had an idea. Yeah. Not much of. I had an idea like, uh, you know, Bubba used to do like the I'm sorry segments and he played the music. Yep. Well, I think, uh, um, I know you did. I didn't know if Anna was around, but um, I think an I'm thankful for you letter to the Cox people who actually got you fired. You don't have to actually send it, but kind of like make an email oh. and throw some jabs in there, you know, thanking them instead of hating on them. Like, hey, thank you so much for letting me out of this shit before it sinks. Yeah. Uh, this is Ashley's friend who really yeah, does he, look like. He does. Oh, not Will. Not Will. I'm just talking about the other cat. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, not, I, I, I feel bad for Will, too. It sucks to lose your job, especially if you have. He, yeah, he didn't lose money. it. I think it's it's worse. They're like phasing him out. Like he's right. he's got his hours cut. That sucks. Well, I just want to let you know that you kind of pulled a D on Sanders. Jump ship. The ship is sinking. Y'all have a good weekend and everybody have fun. Thank, Thank you. You. you too, See man. You. Have a good one. Yeah, super fucking lucky. Every day I think about that, I'm like, oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, SBK, for fucking... It's it's fun. It's hard to be, like, angry, but, like, I'm like, fuck you, but also, hey, that was the greatest. Mm-hmm. I would have never left on my own. I would have never come to work here on my own unless I was literally forced out, which I was. Oh, yeah. It was so great. Yeah. I'm so you lucky. You didn't even want to come to this building when you were offered a job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I... Here's the th- I mean, it's scary because I worked on a network and a community of people for four years, and I knew with one appearance that all of that was going to be gone. No matter what. Yeah, yeah. Once once you were here, you were never allowed Even there if again. I just did a, a guest appearance. I know. That's what I'm saying. I know how the, those people work, and they would never have, uh, you know, answered my calls or anything, and I have... I mean, I talked to three people that I used to work with mm-hmm. out of... I mean, I have probably... 20 30 contacts in my phone of people that i knew at some point none of them none of them reached out to me when i got fired nothing mm-hmm. and, and then actually a few when i got fired but then once they found out i was working with bubba then it was like you're done so mm-hmm. except for three i literally talked to three and that's it so um yeah that was really scary and well when seth talked to you and said hey you know c- come over here for interview blah 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 you're like i'm i don't want to go there i'll meet i'll meet you guys somewhere else I wanted to, I, you know, I mean, I knew about oh, no, the, I, I, the cameras and stuff. <laughs> I know, of course, I know. I just, I was a little bit worried that, you know, if they, if, if I, there was a glimpse of me that I was fucked. I don't know. So we met at the club gym. Yep. We met at the club gym. Yep. And, um, I mean, Seth really, it took one forty-five co- minute conversation for him to convince me that he goes, what is so-and-so going to do for you? Why are you so worried about what so-and-so thinks? Right. They well, get you he, a I job? think he had, he had the same reservations at the, you know, early on. Yeah. So. He's like, well, what's so-and-so? Are they going to get you a job? I go, no. He goes, you think Cal is going to get you a job? Mm-hmm. I go, no. He goes, what the fuck are you thinking? Right. Well, I got, he, here's a job for you. You just got fired. You ain't got nowhere to go. Come work <laughs> for this guy. Right, because he had been away long enough where he realized those people who, I'm sure it was the same thing, he was like, I got all these people that I know that just in case, you know, they weren't reaching out to him. Just like you, they didn't for you. Yeah. And he's like, well, what the fuck? They're not going to do, they're not going to reach out to you like they didn't reach out to me. So fucking who cares? Like, come on yeah. over. And what can they do? They, they just kind of give their condolence. Like, I'm sorry that happened. If, mm-hmm. if you need anything, it's just pleasantries. Yep. So we were, we met at the gym mm-hmm. and it was uh, me, you, Seth and Bubba. And like, you were basically hired right then. Like, okay, we'll start, you know, with Monday or Wednesday, whatever day, like your start yeah, day was. Yeah, I started was. on a, a Wednesday and then I went like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And, yeah. And then I think the next week I started five days a week. And dude, it was fucking bad. Well, so, but at the gym. I think about where I was a year ago and I'm like, whoa. Well, at the gym, like, everyone's like, okay, bye. I'm like, 
do you want to like go see the studio you're going to walk into? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we came here, saw the goats, I saw the whole thing. I'm like, wow, this is an interesting place. And at first, like, I'm like, well, this isn't really like the Cox building because right. it's kind of, you know, it's it's corporate over there. Yeah, and now I'm like, not... fuck that place. This, exactly. is, like, this is way more homey and oh, like yeah. kind of chill. But and... when you're used to like a corporate where they have like, you know, the copy machine area and like the, the break room. The, the Keurig. Yeah. Like all of, like the official stuff. The, you're, like, you come here and you're uh, like, the what automated the fuck? flusher. I'm like, wait, I have to yeah. flush the, my own toilet? This Socks. No, no, you have to flush it. You got to clean it every now and then too. <laughs> That's true as well. But um, and and it was really fucking bad for like the first three, four months I here know. for me. I, I mean, for many, many, many reasons. But yeah, my confidence was so low. I'm like, can I even do radio? Why do I suck? I'm not funny. And maybe some of you still think that about me, which is totally fine. But I feel more comfortable. <laughs> I feel a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the first three, four months were just rough, and I'd have mm-hmm. like one good day, and then like seven in bad days mm-hmm. and i'm like fuck i hope this turns around but it's just i and i just kept telling myself you don't have a choice right this is this it's either this or you work at starbucks so you pick bitch. Well, we got 214 thank, thank you thank you so i just had enough core confidence to be like i'm gonna see this through to the other side yeah. and i and i know that i'm gonna get more comfortable or people are gonna just have to adjust to me it's gonna ha- it's gonna happen mm-hmm. just with time and mm-hmm. it did and mm-hmm. i feel so much better and you know i i used to i remember at the beginning and this is like you know i'm allowing you a peep into my into my psyche the thing that would fuck with me the most and the reason why i stopped looking at chat at the beginning is because i didn't did you already read the thousand bits i'm i'll say it for you oh thank you hierarchy hierarchy 65 thousand bits thank you the comment that would fuck me up the most is people would say at the beginning of the show because like dan would start in and seth and mm-hmm. and and you and uh, just even having set there I was know like you're going but yeah yeah there was not a lot of room and then i would try to say something and people walk over me or mm-hmm. I, I just I, sometimes i wouldn't say a word during the first segment mm-hmm. and people would say in chat why is she even there is she yep. gonna say anything yep. is she gonna say anything why is she even there like she's not like kind of she's not even that cute she's on fucking camera she's not saying anything why isn't she saying anything and i would mm-hmm. read that and i would get in my head and then i would like try to shoehorn and it would be like and then i'd be like i'd literally this is me like yeah totally like that's what I, that was my contribution i know and i'm like oh fuck i'm like that's nothing like that's nothing that's not even it that's just saying hi i'm alive i'm here yeah that would fuck with me so bad so i would have to close chat and yeah. then of just kind of because i was just i was like people are gonna and and people would say that for probably for about six months mm-hmm. people were like is she gonna talk why right. isn't she talking? Why is she even there? Why is she getting paid to not talk? And then now you're getting in my head like, holy fuck, they're wasting their money on me. <laughs> Seriously. I know. They're wasting their fuck. And then Bubba, I'm like, Bubba's going to read that and go, why the fuck am I paying this chick to just sit there and not say anything? Right. And a few times Bubba was like, why are you saying, you know, and he would say something. But, mm-hmm. and even now there's there's segments I go quiet when you guys talk about sports sure. or cars or, you know, some bullshit I don't care about. You know, whatever. But th- back then it would fuck with me so bad. And right from John's Island, 100 bits. It's Thank bad. You. It was really bad. Thanks for nothing. Mm. We're going to take a call and then a quick break. Close this. What's up, guys? Florida Stanley. Up, Florida Hi, Florida Stanley. Stanley. Hey, um, uh, just a few minutes ago you were talking about racism, and I wanted to call in and tell you why I'm boycotting CBS. Oh, please. Go ahead. You can't say they, those words on the air. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, they are blatantly and openly supporting racism on one of their, uh, uh, actually, on their number one TV show right now. Uh, are you guys familiar with Big Brother? 
Uh, I am. I've never seen the show, but I understand the concept. Okay. Well, I absolutely hate reality shows, but for some reason, this one just hit me. Okay. They're in in season 23. They have one uh, season a year. I like Chicken George. Chicken Chicken George? What? Ignore yeah. him. Just ignore him. Go it was ahead. like season one or okay. two. You can ignore him. It's okay. Uh, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see season one. I heard about it season one, but I started watching. Oh season two. man, that was the best one ever. Anyway, so um, it's the only reality show I watch. Well, uh, so they, it's sixteen people, and they, you know, there's white people, there's Asian people, there's gay people, there's black people. They all, you know, throw them in the house. Mm-hmm. Well, usually they have like black people and the Asian people are the least amount. Like there's only two or three of them in the house. And then the rest are either gay or Spanish or white. Okay. Um, so this year, they've had the most black people in the house at one, one time. It was six of them. There were six of them. And uh, from day one in the house, the six of them got together, and they're like, oh, hey, so no black person has ever won Big Brother. And let me stop for a second. No black person has ever won Big Brother, not because they're black. It's just because they didn't play as well as all the other people. Yeah. So they got voted out. Sure. Right? So these six black people got together, and they said, we're going to make sure that the first black person wins Big Brother. And they voted everyone else out of the house and openly said on national live television, we're doing this because they're white. And CBS is promoting it. And Julie Chen, the host of the show, do you know who she is? No. She's Asian. So she's she's married to the CEO of CBS. Julian Chen is her name? She's married to Les Moonves, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So she's uh, on The View. She also is the main host. She's been the host since Julie day Chan. one. Oh, of Big Julia. Brother. Yes. You said Julian, and it's, it's Julie. Julie, oh, Julie Chan. Julie. Julie. Yeah, she's married. Yeah. She's married to Les so, Moonves. I know you're t- she, you said she's on the she's talk or the View or something. This. She's been supporting this the whole time that they've of been course doing she has. it, and they've been openly been saying it on air, like, "Oh, you guys are doing so good. You're voting out all these, all the, all the. Uh, I forget the. They didn't say white people, but they had they had a word for Her it. Her husband's and white. You, of course he is. If you, he's yeah. Les Moonves. And if you, so if you go back, if you go back and look at Julie Chen's career, she wanted to start her TV career in 1998. She couldn't start it until either 99 or 2000. Guess why? She was Asian. Well, yes, actually. The, the network told her in 1998, you look too Asian to be on TV. She had to get eye corrective surgery to look less Asian before mm. they would put oh, her like on TV. Oh, the like epicampal fold thing? Yeah. That's sad. And so now yep. she's and, helping and, other people. See, that's the thing. And it's now not she's a... <clears throat> openly supporting racism. They, these, these six black people, and now they're the only ones that, well, I, I stopped watching it when, I, when it, got, it got so bad the past couple episodes. I just I stopped watching it completely. Yeah. Yeah. Season but, two is the one with Will the Doctor in it? Yes. Okay. I watched Will and Mike Boogie. Mike Boogie, Chill yeah. Town, baby. That's Chill right. Town. That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's not and even. Again, it... And then again yeah. in season seven for All Stars. I watched, I mean, honestly, I watched a little bit of season one and a little bit of season two, and I haven't watched it ever since. Okay. Yeah. If you want to watch a really good season, season seven is probably the best one ever out of all 23. I will never watch it. Yeah. It's not really about um, equality. It's more about getting even, isn't it? People think that that's the same thing. Like, oh, I'm going to really stick to the white people. It's like, uh, I think you're missing the point. and And they were telling the people in the house, not only were they just saying it in the diary room on their own, and when they would, like, do their interviews, if they would get, like, they... They would tell these people in the house, hey, we're going to vote you out next week because you're white. <laughs> I mean, they, they right. were yeah. just telling these people. Yeah. But that's, was, that's okay, though. Insane. That's okay to do that. Oh, yeah. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So not that's not why, good. That's, but... why, that's why I'm boycotting CBS. Well, I think that's good enough reason. Racism. All right. I, I totally um, understand also, that. What, 
Uh, one one last thing, Blitz. Uh, um, the Sunday after Barp, I'm going to bring up my Gucci AR and my Gucci Glock to kind of show off to you if you if you want to go shooting on Sunday. At, I don't know what your plans are, uh, but you can we can just talk about it at Barp. Um, okay. And then also the last thing uh, before I go, uh, fuck Tampa Terry. See you guys later. I fuck agree. Tampa Terry. And on that, thank you, sir. Thanks, Florida Stanley. We will see you at Barp. We're going to take a quick uh, break for editing purposes, and we'll be back in less than five. Woo.
Welcome back to the program. You're going to be with you probably for about 20 minutes or so, maybe a little bit longer. If you'd like to call in 813-90-BUBBA to join the conversation. I got to go kayaking today. Is it nice outside? I don't even fucking know what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's his face? Bubs was talking to Larry Plummer out in the green room, which is my new favorite place in the whole building. <clears throat> he was talking to who? Larry Bueller. Larry, oh, fuck. Not Larry Plummer. Larry Bueller. <laughs> Bluler, Bluler, Blueberry, a uh, fucking uh, Sub King. Thank you so much. He's gonna go. be, and he's going to be at BARP, which I'm really excited about. I'm really excited for BARP this year. Very excited. I'm sure I'm going to be seeing many of you that are on Twitch right now. Um, so let me know if you're coming to BARP. I would like to know. Um, I do want to talk about Jason Aldean's wife and not because she's just fucking hot. Mr. Nobody 300 bits. Thank you. Thank you. Um, let me pull this up. I tried to pull it up earlier, but uh, we got a pre-roll with Willie and it was fucking with my song. So Jason Aldean's wife, J- Jason Aldean is a country singer, I guess, right? It Wasn't yeah. he the one that was performing during the uh, Paddock fucking uh, Country 99 shooting, whatever? I'm, I'm oh, getting... yeah, he was in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was his name? Stephen Paddock, right? Yeah. Where did he go? Huh? Have we heard anything about Steven Paddock? Wait, did he kill himself? Was that what it was? Why don't we care about that anymore? Didn't he kill like 30 people? How many people died? <laughs> Sorry, I, I feel like it, it's, I don't know why I didn't take, I don't want to say didn't take more of an interest in it, but this is before my conspiracy days. Um, well, Steven Paddock. Because... Uh, Vegas. How many people died during that? There's a lot. It's like more than 10 for sure. Hello, enter. Let's go. We don't have a fucking day. We're doing uh, a show. Considering the arsenal he said he had, it's it's a, a good thing that numbers were higher. Well, how many was it? He had like Route a, 91, that's what it's called. What? Route 91 was the concert. Oh, okay. It was like a festival. Um, How many people killed? You don't know? I don't know. Why don't you ask Alexa? No, she's a stupid bitch. She, now she turned on. I have to plug her out, plug her out unplug her, and then I'm going to get in, in trouble for a bit. You know, I actually remembered on the way home after last Friday. Did you? I was like, no! I forgot to plug her in, and then I just forgot forever until Bubba was like, oh, let's hey, ask Alexa. Hey, Alexa. Anna forgot to plug you in. Let's see. Hmm. I don't know that. She didn't either. Perpetrator. How many people? It's hard when when I'm under pressure right now because I'm like looking through all this shit and I feel like I'm I should probably be talking about the story. Um, whatever. People died. Uh, not whatever. People died. But I think it was during the Jason Aldean concert. And um, I would say most people who like country music probably hang to the right side of things, which is fine. I have no problem with that. I don't care. Sixty people died. Sixty. I didn't know it was that many. Pretty easy to find if you just use Google. Fuck you. <laughs> Anywho. Um, he had 14 223s, 8 308s, a 308 bolt action, and a 38 revolver. It's, oh, well, 61 if you include him. Yeah, death total increases to 60. That is fucking wild. So. That happened, and um, so Jason Aldean, I guess, was the one who was performing during the shooting, 
And his wife, who is a super babe. Who is his wife? Some Mrs. Aldine. I don't fucking know. Isn't she she's not famous or anything? Uh no, I think she's just his wife. I'm looking for a name here. Um, last Thursday, she posted Carrie Underwood's partner, Brittany Aldine. There it is. Brittany oh. Aldine. Okay. She's super babe, really hot blonde. He's kind of gross looking. I understand he's rich. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's he's with a 10 and he's like a four and a half at best, at least in this picture. Anywho, she started a clothing line, I suppose. Um... The anti-Biden clothing line. Oh, I've seen. Okay, I know what you're talking about now. Okay, l- listen. I'm not a fan of the man either. Uh, I get it, and I 100% support your right to wear whatever you want. Yeah, Jason Aldean says he'll never apologize for his beliefs after family gets criticized for anti-Biden merch. Well, what was what were the shirts? What did they say? Anti-Biden social club. I saw it on Breitbart. The, the, he, so he's posted pictures online of his own kids wearing hiding from Biden shirts. Yeah, and it, it's like um, it's like uh, they have shit for toddlers and babies and stuff. I which think that's is pretty like, fucking funny. Yeah, it says a country star Jason Aldean used to, stupid ads. Uh, now his toddlers are on Instagram wearing anti-Biden t-shirts. Okay, his toddlers, whatever. Listen, you can wear whatever you want. You can dress your kids however you want. I'm not going to tell you how to live your life or how to parent or anything like that. But what the fuck are you doing? Like, uh, you you wear this shit, and, I, and this goes for both, like... I love Trump shirts. I hate Trump shirts. Sure. I love Hillary shirts. I hate Hillary shirts. When you do that, it's a form of peacocking, and it's one of those things where you're either trying to invite a high five, which yes. you could just high five yourself on the mirror. It's the same thing, guys. It's not. Or you're trying to invoke a fight, evoke a fight. That's what you're trying to do. You're either trying to start trouble or be like, yeah, fuck that, Trump. Like, yeah. Fuck you, Biden. I can't not do the... You have to. But that's with anything. You could just be like, you know, say any any sort of shit. I love Hitler. Well, it's just the same thing. Like, you just have to, if you say it in that, you know, pentamic diameter or whatever, mm-hmm. in that rhythm, I'm going to have to Cadence. go. It's just what, it's just what happens. Is Alexa turning on? She's, she's contacting no, the FBI. No, it's my phone. Someone's at my front door. Okay. So, um... Here's the thing, like if you are sporting any sort, and again, again, this has nothing to do with your right to do something. But when I see anybody with their politics either on the back of their car or they're walking around with it like a billboard sign, mm-hmm. you're pathetic. Unless you're going to a rally, in which case I'm like, all right, if you're going to a Trump rally, you want to wear your Trump shirt, yeah, fine. But if you're just wearing it around, again, I support your right to do it. I don't think anybody should hurt you or touch you or even say anything to you. But in the event that they do, you, I don't want to say you brought it on yourself, not to be touched, but if, if, if people start yelling at you, like, that's what you wanted to happen. And then you have to think, I have a right to wear Yeah, yes, yes yeah. you do, but you're fucking obnoxious. You're wearing an Ed Hardy shirt. You, The Trump shirt is now the new Ed Hardy shirt. It's annoying. Yeah. It's a new affliction shirt. We get it. You're a badass. You're a rebel. Everyone hates Trump, but not really because he did win. And I think he may win again. I think he's going to run again, and I think he's going to win. If 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 Ron DeSantis doesn't run, I'm pretty sure Trump is going to run, and I'm pretty sure he's going to make it back in office. And how the fuck, dude? I don't know if we can handle that much more turmoil. 
I don't know if the country can handle this much more turmoil. From going to Trump, which just it was just a not a dumpster fire in the sense, I mean, the economy was booming and all that shit, but in terms of like politics and the tent. Donkey cock. He's doing a terrible fucking job because he's not alive. Right. He's not a real person. He has dementia. He is senile. You know, so for a guy who has dementia, he's doing great. I'll give you that much. For a guy that is shitting his pants. Fuck. Now something's wrong with the Twitch audio. If some, can they hear me? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 on the streaming side. Mm. For a guy that's shitting his pants, he's doing great. For a guy that is shitting his pants, he's doing fantastic. But for a that Trump is going to weasel his way back into office, and it is going to be redemption. I hope it not. is going to be redemption part two. It is going to be a fucking nightmare because it's much like. He was saying things that people could not believe that he was fucking saying. He was calling the CIA out. He's calling the FBI out. He was just calling everybody out. And then for that to swing back to Biden, and then for that to swing back to Trump, I don't know if the if the if the country can handle it. We're going to implode. We're going to have, and I really hope we don't have. But I've been hearing a lot of people, a lot of prominent people, say maybe it's time to part ways. Maybe it's time to have two different countries. I've heard a lot of people say that that, that is where, best case where? Huh? Like, where? I don't know. And it's going to be one of those things where it's like, if the red states were on the right and the blue states were on the left, that would kind of make more sense. But when you have this kind of... And, and lots of states kind of go back and forth, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. uh, I don't know. I feel like Colorado used to be more red. Now it's blue. Michigan was red. Or, now it's blue. Or, or they have, like, the whole state will have, like, a pocket here and a pocket there of one or the other and the rest of the state something else. It just seems like an... Uh, I mean, we don't have the... I can only imagine the amount of money and resources it would go into country creating. But I don't know if we can really coexist anymore as do we, like, one country. Do we split up what we have now? Uh, it here, no audio here. I got 62 on internet. I, I don't, but some people are commenting on what I'm saying. They're saying it's choppy. Yeah. Should we... Some people say it's fine. Here, hold on. Let's hear it. All right. Oh, yeah, that sounds like shit. BRN is running on Cricket Wireless. That's what people are saying. It's not as good as Cricket Wireless. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the unlimited plan. Uh, yeah, bad audio. Um, All right, let me try one more thing. He's going to try one more thing. If not, we'll, we'll end the show because I don't want to subject you to shitty audio. That's no fun. Go on. Oh, okay. Do you want me to play something? Or? No, no, you can keep going. All right. I mean, I just feel like my... Like on BAR, the my... recordings and all that are fine. All right, all right. So, a lot of people have been talking about just a secession, and maybe it's time to part ways. And at first, I thought that that idea was crazy, but now I'm thinking maybe it's the only solution. I'd rather have a secession, a peaceful secession, than a civil war. Like, that can't be good, right? But it seems like a lot of people just don't... Like, we just have different fucking values i think sarah silverman was talking about it not that she's like prominent politician or anything michael malice was talking about it a lot of different people have just been kind of saying hey maybe it's time to part ways 
to say goodbye to our neighbors and say, hey, why don't you go live life, uh, you know, the fairies and the unicorns, mm-hmm. and why don't you just go ahead and in and, and, and your state you can... You can have a, what was it called, Chad or Chaz or something like that. You know, you could have your communist socialist utopia that you guys talk about so frequently. But in our state, cool. in Florida, we're going to just do things where we have a, we, we value freedom, you know. Maybe that should be how it goes. I don't know how I feel about that, but all I know is I am never leaving Florida. I mean, as, as far as a place to live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is my place. I, f- I fucking found my place. You know, you're leaving audio in a few weeks, you know, the same time we're going to go to... Audio? Audio. I don't know why. I'm reading everyone's stuff. I fixed it. Already? Oh. No, you're leaving, you're leaving the state. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll leave the state. I would love to, you know, continue yeah. to travel from here. Right time well, to time. Like on, the, on the same weekend that we're all going to go as a show up to somewhere else, yeah. you know, spend, you're going to leave. The, yeah. That's cool. That sucks. It really sucks. But... Maybe it's just what's best. It's best for our psyche. It's best for, hey, we just have different cultures. We have different ways of doing things. We have different values. And it seems like instead of just fighting and fighting and fighting and can't get any, can't, you can't get anything done, maybe have two countries and maybe three where they just we do things differently. We have a different uh, set of The United of Countries of America. <laughs> no, I mean, we can just take United right out of it. We could just call it uh, Left America, Right America. Who, I don't know. Who, who gets what? Dude, I don't fucking know. I don't I don't have a blueprint for how this uh, division is going to go. I'm just saying maybe it should be somewhat of a talking point instead of being... And it feels like we're gridlocked. Does it feel like that? Because we make progress, whatever progress. Some people think it's... It, yeah. What's the opposite of progress? De- Congress. Okay. That was cute. Or regress. Regress. So some people think we're going in a good direction, and some people think we're going in a bad direction. Mm-hmm. But what seems to be happening is like... We go fucking five steps to the right. We build a wall or start building a wall. Yep. What does the next guy do? He starts tearing the wall down. Right. And then what is the, then Trump gets back in power. He starts building up the wall for four years. And then he can't serve another time. So then a Democrat gets in. He mm-hmm. starts tearing the wall down. Now we're just wasting resources, building, tearing down. And I'm using the wall as a, a you know an, a, a concrete example, but also as a metaphorical one right. where it's just like, so we have legislation that goes in one direction. You know, you can abort all the babies, even the ones that are alive right now. And mm-hmm. then it goes to the backwards like, okay, you can't even abort it day three. And then you can't even. Abort. It's just like it's constantly moving back and forth. And at, at some point, it just feels like we're just gridlocked. We move in this direction for four years and then we move eight steps back. Mm-hmm. But it, we're just constantly in equilibrium, equilibrium. And just depending on, you know, if it's an even or odd year. We're going to be a little bit more to the right, a little bit more to the left, but we're really not progressing, it feels like, in any meaningful way because it seems like the current administration is just untangling and undoing the last four years of the last administration. Pretty much. And that's what's going to happen with the future administration. So it's just like, what the fuck are we even doing? Why don't we just kind of split up, have an amicable split you know, we could just say, uh, un- uh, what is it called? Um, not unrecognizable, irreconcilable differences mm-hmm. during the divorce, mm-hmm. right? We'll bring in Regina Hunter and she'll split up the country for us. Okay. Okay. And we may have to pay, you know, some, um, uh, not what, what alimony. I'm like alibi, alimony, mm-hmm. you know, whatever we have to do. But maybe that is the solution. Maybe the much solution, like a real divorce, the final solution. Only the lawyers will win. Yeah, right. Now, that's not to say that corruption won't exist and there'll be a a new swamp that's formed. But at the very least, we can at least start on the premise of, hey, this is how we want to do things around here. On the right side of the country, you're going to have some guns. 
You're going to have some motherfucking guns, and we're going to do capitalism and capitalism right. And then on the other side, you can live in your fucking socialist utopia. Let mm-hmm. me know how that works out for you. I don't want to live there anymore. But, you know, we can, we can have the same currency. It could be like Europe. You know, maybe we both have the American dollar. We okay. don't have to give that up. We can do like Euro style. Okay. Or we have the EU. Maybe it's a union. The Union of uh, America. Can those w- on the right with the guns invade the rest of the... <laughs> I think that might be an, an act of war, last <laughs> I checked. Fine. But, you know, maybe that's where it needs to go. Wouldn't be the first civil war. Wouldn't be the first. Um, hopefully it will be the last. So, I mean, people talk about how divided we are right now. And they're like, we've never been so divided in history. It's like, we had a civil war. Yeah, yeah. We were like literally Remember that? lining up and shooting each other. Remember that when we were, yeah, we were literally hundreds of thousands of our men and women, but mostly men. Mm-hmm. And, and the ones that died were lucky. The ones that got their fucking legs blown off or bullets. Yeah. And then they're like, drink this whiskey, John. And mm-hmm. then you get like a little drunk and then they have to chop his fucking leg off. With a hacksaw, like a regular wood saw. <laughs> Because he was infected and then he was going to die a horrible death. I mean, that is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Some bullshit. And the Civil War was not over slavery, by the way. People people no. think it was. That was a, that was kind of like a, a midway byproduct. Right. And Lincoln turned it around. He's like, let's let's attribute a, a moral mm-hmm. cause to this war because it really was about the South trying to secede. The South was trying to run away. Like, leave us alone. We want to do you know. They're trying to do what you're talking about. Trade our way. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, kind of. And they're like, you're not breaking up with us. Right. That's kind of weird, you know? That's kind of like you're fighting for someone to stay. It's like, we don't want... We can wait for me. Yeah. You know? It's like, no, it's just like we... Like, the North was just a stage five clinger. Like, you're going to fucking stay. Yeah, let's shoot it out. Right. <laughs> Usually it's about people both wanting the same land. This one was like, no, you're not leaving. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck mm-hmm. over here. So... Well, the uh, North stayed. wanted the South land. That too. Ish. I mean, I think it's also economically was probably the reason that. Well, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, they of course got a lot of cotton and shit and whatever. Mm-hmm. But that's really the reason was it was his economic thing, trade right. and stuff like that. And the South wanted to do things differently. Most and most here's the thing: most Southerners didn't have slaves. And no, slaves very, were very expensive. Yeah, you were you were like a rich, rich person to have slaves. Yeah, you would have have to been like above the love sponge back in 07. Yeah. He had slaves. Mm-hmm. So, some argue he still does. Anywho, A1390 Bubba. Um, but yeah, it wasn't about slavery, about midway through, exactly midway through the war, because I'm good with dates. The Emancipation Proclamation uh, was signed on January 1st. First, 1863, and the war started in, in April 61, and I know that because I have read a book called Across Five Aprils. So midway through the war, he's like, hey, also uh, free the slaves. And I think that that was maybe mostly so that the maybe the slaves on the border would try to fight on mm-hmm. behalf of the North. Mm-hmm. Maybe that was the poll. I really don't think they cared so much. Well, very few things are, are they as they seem. I mean, obviously, it's a good thing that there's no more slaves, but I'm saying that I don't think that that was that I don't think the the North was necessarily like more moral than the South. No I don't way. think that they gave a fuck. They just wanted, you know, it's they want whatever everybody wants money, mm-hmm. a nice place to live, whatever Ferraris. Ferraris. Yeah. yeah you That's know, what they wanted. That sort of thing. But anywho, um I think we can probably wrap it up right about now. I'm going kayaking. He's going kayaking. I'm gonna go home to my empty home. Nice. Yes. Uh Reagan and her BF have are going on an excursion. And they have left me just with the the cats. 
how oh. it was meant to be. It's nice. it's uh, just you and the cats. Just me and the cats, baby. And I'm ex and Reagan is a phenomenal roommate, by the way. But I just like being alone. Yeah. Could you imagine the, if you had a bad room? <laughs> I've had bad roommates before. Know, it's fucking. But... It's a fucking nightmare. No, she's probably the best roommate I've ever had ever. But I just like being in the dwelling by myself, and it's one of those things where I've talked about learned helplessness before, mm -hmm. where it's like at first I hated being alone. I needed. I was like a little puppy. I needed attention all the time from everybody. And then when I was in Michigan, I had to be alone, and that was a, an adjustment. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't mind being alone. And now I prefer being alone. Like having people around me for time. I'm like, you gotta go right home. And that's why I like to go, to go to people and not have them come to me because then I can leave them. Right. Right. That's the move. Like, I'm ready. Bye bye. Because it's awkward when you're like, because what do you do when it's time for someone to leave? You're like, all right. Yeah. That's all right. I, yeah. I don't, I don't mind telling people. All right. I, I'm, I'm, you got to go. I, I do because I'll, I'll lie to them. I'll say, I got a I have a thing that I have mm -hmm. to go to. Mm -hmm. Or uh, you, that's a good way to, if I may, if you're trying to get someone out of your house, this is how you do it. If you know that you're, this is going to be something that you're obligated to do, like someone you're obligated to see, maybe an in-law or something like that, you have to set, or someone that you, you feel like you should see, but you don't necessarily want to see, maybe a, a sister or brother or something okay. like that. You start, you start out saying, at 5 p.m., I got to be Oh, yeah, yeah, X. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like, okay, I'll get there at noon, so at 4, I got to go. Mm -hmm. That's how you start it. Um, but if you, you start with the out, yeah, you start, you start with the out. Yeah. If not, I don't know, try to acquire explosive diarrhea, go mm -hmm. eat some Indian food. I don't know what to tell you, but you know, you could, you could say that you got some work and you go up. Oh, all right. It's time to, it's time to go. I'm not trying to kick you out, but I'm kicking you out. Sometimes people right. appreciate the honesty when you're just that's like, what, that's why I gotta, I gotta yeah. get some stuff done for work or blame it on, on your anxiety that I do that. If it, especially if it's on a Sunday, mm -hmm. I'm getting the Sunday scaries. Mm -hmm. I got some stuff to do for work and I can't get it off my mind. I just have to go do it. And yep. they go, okay, yeah, right, yeah. right. Okay. No problem. And that's how you do it. That's how you get people the fuck like, out of here. You don't house. gotta get home. You don't gotta go home, but you gotta get the fuck out of here. Say that all the time because it's true. Um, all right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your patience, for sticking with us through the breaks and the stuff. Uh, Blitz, thank you for everything mm -hmm. you do. As always, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you on the other side. And be safe. Take care. And have a great weekend. Love you. Bye.